Welcome to the Church of Christ at Lawrence Avenue's Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, April the 2nd. We hope everyone has had a good week, that you and your families are in good spirits, good health, and prepared for today's worship service. Here are some updated announcements. Funeral services for Sister Lisa Moore's nephew, Cornelius Ford, has been postponed till further notice. Because of this, they did not travel this weekend, but she does thank each of you for your prayers. Sister Alwanda Carruthers thanks each of you for your prayers for her sister Shelly on last week. There was no blockage found in her arteries. Continue to pray for the families of those victims who were gunned down at Covenant School on Monday. Let's continue to remember all of our sick and shut-in, our bereaved families, as well as those who request prayers for traveling grace. Continue to pray for each one you may have on your personal prayer list, and let's continue to pray one for another. Please join me once again this Wednesday evening as we continue with our study series titled, Growing Old Gracefully in God's Grace. This week, we will continue the final chapter of the series titled, Preparing for Death and Going Home. I hope you will join me again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes today's updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. Where two or more are gathered in my name, I am in the midst of them. Matthew 18.20. What a, what a heartfelt opportunity we have this morning. Our most warm greetings are extended to all returning from illness or travel. We want to particularly welcome any visitors we have this morning. And uh, know, please know that you are our honored guest and that you are gladly received and appreciated. We always endeavor, don't we, to present ourselves as a what? Friendly and hospitable congregation to one another as well, right? <laughs> Please also note, take a moment and silence your cell phones. Please, please remember our 9 a.m. Lord's Day Bible study class. Uh, Brother Bell, we had an interesting and informative, edifying lesson this morning from the Cornerstone text. Uh, there is a, also a midweek Wednesday, 10 a.m. Bible study taught by Brother John Phillips and a 7 p.m. class by Brother Tim Jackson. I believe that's still the case here in the auditorium. There is also a 7.15 call-in class on Wednesday taught by Brother William Carruthers for those unable to make it to the auditorium. And thanks to all the teachers and leadership for making these options available. First, thanks go to God for giving us all the opportunity. Let us reach out in Christian love. Lift one another up in prayers this week. Uh, additional congregational announcements are included in text if you're signed up for that. It's a great way to receive messages, and you can get those updated announcements by contacting Sister Awanda Carruthers. Sister Gladys Easley is in the hospital. She is scheduled, though, to come home tomorrow. Let's all keep Sister Easley in our prayers. Oh, so 
She's scheduled to come home today. Okay, good. Sister Mary Murphy, Sister Erica Kantz's mother, is back in the hospital. Uh, please pray for her and for the doctors and nurses tending to her care. And the winner is, no. I'm sorry. Card reads, with special thanks to all of you, to know you is to know people who are kind, considerate, and thoughtful. To know you is to be grateful for the special things you do. For everything you've done, for being the special people that you are, thank you so very much. My family and I would like to once again thank the church for extending your kind services to us during our time of grievance from Sister Geraldine Walker and family. Thank you. Uh, let's see. The Moore family requests prayer for traveling grace this upcoming weekend. Also continued prayer for Sister Moore's brother David and his wife Diane Ford and family for the loss of their son. We truly appreciate you all. Disaster Relief announces that the 1,500 family food boxes <clears throat> excuse me, will be packed on Tuesday, April 4th, 10 a.m. for Alabama and Mississippi relief. Terrible loss this week. The address is 410 Allied Drive if you would like to help in this endeavor. This is at 10 a.m. Tuesday, April 4th. Starting today, as you noticed, we are no longer taking temperature checks. Masks are still required. Thank you for, for that, attention to that. April birthdays include Kiwana Smith on the 4th, Andrea Shelton on the 15th, Danny Gift on the 29th, and Tara Fleming on the 30th. One anniversary, one April anniversary, Arnold and Shalanda Spivey on the 6th. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one. Order of service. Singing, Brother Trenton Moore. Scripture reading and prayer, Brother James King. Sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey. Prayer for offering, Lord's Supper, Brother John Phillips. Closings, prayer, Brother Darnell Felton. Collection, Brother Tyrone Moore and Brother Joseph Webster. Thanks for your attention. Thanks for listening. Church, let's get ready for worship. Thank you. Good morning. The first song selection for this morning will be page 819. It's page 819. I should not be moved. Page 819. We'll sing all four verses.
Enfin, reçu. Glory, hallelujah, I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. In his love abiding, I shall not be moved. And in him confiding, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. Though all hell assail me, I shall not be moved. Jesus will not fail me, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Though the tempest rages, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree that's planted by the waters, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved just like a tree that's planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. All right, let's now notice page 820. One page over, page 820. He bore it all. He will sing all three verses. All found. Let's see. My precious Savior suffered pain and agony. He bore it all that I might live. He broke the bonds of sin and set the captive free. He bore it all that I might live. He bore it all that I might see his shining face. He bore it freely, bore it all. I with him I live, I stood condemned to die, but Jesus took my place, he bore it all that I might live. They placed a crown of thorns upon my Savior's head, he bore it all that I might live. My cruel man with spear, his side was pierced and bled, he bore it all that I might live. 
He bore it all that I might see His shining face. He bore it freely, bore it all. I with Him I live, I stood condemned to die, but Jesus took my place. He bore it all that I might live. Up Calvary's hill and shame the blessed Savior trod, He bore it all that I might live. Between two thieves they crucified the Son of God. He bore it all that I might live. He bore it all that I might see his shining face. He bore it freely, bore it all. I with him I live, I stood condemned to die, but Jesus took my place. He bore it all that I might live. We now be led in scripture in prayer. Good morning to everyone. Certainly pray that God has already been with you in this day that we have never seen before. Scripture shall be taken from the gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. That is Matthew chapter 7 verses 21 through 23. When you have found it, say amen. And amen again. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils? And in thy name done many wonderful works? Then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. Thus in the reading of our scripture, Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 through 23. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, the hearing, and the doing of his most holy and divine word. Let us bow for a word of prayer. Our Father and our God, we come before thy presence on this day. On this date, this moment, we thank you, first of all, for being God by yourself, for having supreme authority and power over everything that takes its place in the universal structure. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for your darling son that you sent to this low-grounded valley of sorrow, that he would shed his precious blood, that we might live and have life more abundantly. We thank you, Lord, for the presence of the blessed Holy Spirit who leads and guides us from one good degree of grace to another. And so we bow before you now, thanking you, asking that you would hear our prayer and that you would give ear to our supplications. Master, we thank you for spared life in the world, reasonable portions of health and strength. We thank you for your kind goodness that you show to us on an hourly basis as we live and move and have our being. And Master, you know our city and you know that we have been dipped into the deep pools of sorrow with all that has transpired, the storms, the school shootings, and all that have taken place, uh, personal family members who have lost loved ones, sick members that are down, pressed on their beds of affliction, our wants and our needs being 
needed to be supplied by thy holy hands, Lord, we need to stand before you. And this whole city needs to bow our heads down in humility and humbleness before thee. Lord, we thank you that despite all we've been through, we know that you have a continued leading and guiding presence among us. Uh, we bow humbly to ask, first of all, that you would forgive us for our sins and our numerous transgressions and anything that would make us unworthy to be blessed. Cast it as far as the east is from the west, that it may no longer bother us in this life nor condemn us when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account. Uh, Master, we thank you for this place and for these people. We thank you for this atmosphere that is guided by your holy word. We pray, O oh Lord, for the leadership of the church, that you would give them guidance, strength, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, that it may lead us to higher heights and deeper depths. We pray, O oh Lord, for those who have lost family members, that you would bless them, Lord, have them to know that weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. We ask you bless the song leader, that he would continue to lead us in songs that will touch our spirits, and bless the man of God that shall stand in the gateway to break unto us the bread of life. Master, dip into the hidden treasures of your word that he may speak both the old and the new that our souls may leave this building refreshed and ready to tackle the oncoming situations of life. Master, we just ask right now that you be with us in everything that we undertake to do and help all that we do bring glory to your holy name for surely thou art worthy to be praised. Master, we just ask right now that you put a special blessing on every church that's been planted by your hand Every minister that shall stand behind the sacred desk to give your word, we pray, O oh Lord, that there be an uplifting throughout our city, throughout our state, throughout our nation, and throughout this world, that men might lift up holy hands, declaring that you are God and you do it good continually. Master, bless our service, that it would be what you would have for it to be, that if there's a lost soul, bring him to you right now, that his soul may be cleansed and his life lifted up. We bow humbly and ask these and other blessings in the name of Jesus for your sake and for your purpose, we pray. Let us all say amen. amen. If you'd like to mark it, the song of invitation will be page 667. If you'd like to mark it, the song of invitation will be page 667. There is power in the blood. Now at this moment, let us please notice page 834. Page 834, salvation has been brought down. We'll sing all three verses. Page 834. All found, let's sing. Jesus gave his life for ransom, yonder on Calvary, on Mount Calvary, cruel Calvary. Paved the way by blood that we might win a bright shining crown. Praise his holy name, salvation has been brought down. Praise the Lord, salvation has been brought down. Go and shout and tell it the world around. Tell it today, tell it today. Preach the word of God that we might win a crown. Tell the lost, salvation is full and free. Spread the news all over the land and sea. Tell it afar, tell it afar. Praise the Lord, salvation has been brought down. 
alone without a friend he suffered to pay it all oh yes he paid it all and jesus paid it all in his blessed promises we victory can be found praise his holy name salvation has been brought down Praise the Lord, salvation has been brought down. Go and shout and tell it the world around. Tell it today, tell it today. Preach the word of God that we might win a crown. Tell the lost, salvation has been brought down. Spread the news all over the land and sea. Tell it afar, tell it afar. Praise the Lord, salvation has been brought down. There's a blessed home prepared way over in glory land. In bright glory land, blessed glory land. I have trusted in his love and now I'm heaven bound. Praise his holy name, salvation has been brought down. Praise the Lord, salvation has been brought down. Go and shout and tell it the world around. Tell it today, tell it today. Preach the word of God that we might win a crown. Tell the lost, salvation is full and free. Spread the news all over the land and sea. Tell it afar, tell it afar. It's the Lord, salvation has been brought down. Praise the Lord, salvation has been brought down. Go house that Christ has built. It is our prayer this morning that each of us have entered into these gates with thanksgiving in our hearts, ready to worship the true and living God. Our hearts, once again, should be filled with thanksgiving because as a new day broke, this new day, God in his infinite wisdom looked down from heaven and still finding favor in man has once again given us another opportunity to worship him in spirit and in truth and to work out our soul's salvation. So once again, good morning. God is a good God, as we always say. I just want to make sure that you know that off the bat. I'm, I want to touch on something this morning. Um, sometimes you have to hit some subjects whether they're going to be popular or not. Because if I, if I don't do that, then 
instead of preaching, I'm just appeasing. So I want to talk about something this morning, and I, I, I want to use for a topic. Um, <clears throat> are you saved or just playing church? Are you saved or just playing church? can be a little different meaning depending upon where you put the emphasis at. But I don't know if you are aware or if you keep up with or whether you even care, but there are some things going on, church, within the body of Christ. And if some of the old could come back, they'd be disappointed. But better yet, I don't think God is pleased with some of the things that are going on within the body of Christ. There are some things that are going on that are contrary to the word of God. And we're going to be held accountable. And what I want to touch on this morning is that, church, sometimes we just play games. We play games with God. Every Sunday, churches are filled with people who are just playing games. And they're playing games with God. They line up in the pew as if they bought a ticket and they're just coming to watch a show. And if it's good enough, they'll stay for a while. And you know what some would do? If it's, if it's good enough, they'll even come back from time to time. If it's entertaining, they'll come back. But see, worship service isn't to entertain us. Sometimes we, we get it twisted. We want to be seen. We want the preacher, we, we want those within the congregation to, to entertain them. That's not what worship service is about. And see, and, and, and those who come just to play games, if it's not entertaining enough, next Lord's Day, they'll find something else to do. Well, I went over to Lawrence Avenue last weekend, and, and you know, it, it just bored me. So I've got to find another source of entertainment this week. But now, 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 5 says, Now, there be some people who will have a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. And the key says, from such, turn away. So, the Bible church warns us that there are going to be perilous times in these last days. And however you wish to interpret these last days, in most cases, it can just mean today. And when it speaks of people who will have a, a form of godliness, but not the power of godliness. So in other words, you will have some people who will look like Christians, but won't actually be Christians. Some people will look like they're dedicated Christians, but they 
won't be dedicated. You see, all they're doing is just playing the game. And in some cases, it's okay because, see, it's within our nature to want to play games. Think back to your, to your youth. We played house. We played soldiers. And those who grew up in Christian homes from time to time as kids, you even played church from time to time. But the Bible says when I was a child, I acted as a child. In other words, I did things that children often do. But when I became an adult, I put away my childish things. See, some of those adults are still playing church. Some of us may be playing church. But see, those people who are just playing church or those people who treat worship service as just a game or they say, you know, it's, it's, it's just boring there. Now, these may be some of the same things that you say as you exit the door. I didn't get anything out of worship service this morning. What did you put into it? So if you were saying this to yourself, then my question off the bat this morning is, are you saved or are you just playing church? Because see, it's easy to play games, church, because it's all make-believe. But this is real. A day is coming. When it won't be Memorex, it's going to be live. And a day is coming where you won't have another chance or another opportunity to get it right. You can't tell him on Judgment Day, hold on for just a second. Let me go work on this. See, all the work should have been done. The way that you leave here, the condition in which you leave here, it's the same condition in which you're going to stand before just go. It's going to be too late to try to get things right. And so I want to introduce you this morning to some of the players in the game and see if you fit into one of these categories. And you know from time to time the Bible says that we have to examine ourselves. 2 Corinthians 13 and 5 says to do just that, to examine yourselves, not just to be looking upon yourselves. It says, whether ye be what? In the faith. So you can prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves, he says now, how that Jesus Christ is in you. And if he's not, then you may be a reprobate. Still playing games. Now, some of the players are, you can have the church attender. In other words, he goes to church sometimes. Hadn't been here lately, but he goes from time to time. And when you confront him, he says, well, you know, I, I've been planning 
to come back. You see him next week in Kroger. I've been planning to come back. But see, a person that's always planning makes me nervous. Because, see, I don't know what it is that you're planning. So you have the attender. Now, when we move down to the next player, you have the church member. As I look out amongst the members. He says, now, this, this particular player of the game may actually have his name on the membership roll. But if you ask him, who's in leadership out there? Who's the preacher? Um, last time I was out there, I think somebody said something about Brother Phillips. I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. See, th these are two players of the game. And the last player is what we're going to call a pretender. He's not even a Christian at all. Has no desire to become Christ-like. He just wants to raise his hand when somebody asks, who's a Christian? You can count on me. He thinks he has everybody fooled. But now, all three of these have something in common. Now, this is what they, they have in common. When trials come into their lives, when some troubles and tribulations come into their lives, the first thing they want to do then is they want to hop up off the bench, and they want to run down to the scorer's table. And they want to say, let me check in. And you don't even know what the plays are. Because you don't come to practice. Playing games, church. We treat it just like it's the final four. We want to hoop and holler for whoever's winning. And then at the end say, that's my team. But when your team loses, I knew they wasn't going to do it. And some people have the same attitude when it comes to their place of worship. I don't know why I'm still there at Lawrence Avenue. They don't do this, and they don't do that. They can't do this, and they can't do that. But they fail to realize if you're not part of the solution, Maybe we can't do those things because you're still playing games. Remember we said a long time ago, one of the things that hurts the church the most is big butts. I would help you, but I would have been there, but Judgment day is coming. You would have been there going to heaven, but you were too busy playing 
game. Those people that play games, church, are playing games with their souls. They're playing Russian roulette with their souls. Because if you die outside, there's no hope for you to ever be inside. If you die outside of the body of Christ, if you have never accepted Christ as your personal savior, then you're condemned already. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just telling you the truth. But the Bible says now there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. I want to go back and draw your attention once again to the book of Matthew. And I want us to go back and look at chapter 7 once again. And I want us to, to key in on these verses, but primarily we're going to be looking at the verses that were read into your hearing this morning. And I'm going to be reading from the easy, from the easy read version. It says, now, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus you will recognize them once again by their fruits. Now, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye workers of lawlessness. So then everyone then who, who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell and the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and, and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it failed, and great was the fall of it. <clears throat> I heard Corey say this last week, as you draw your attention back to the word foolish, there is a very distinct difference between you being ignorant and you being foolish. Because, see, we're all in here ignorant when it comes to certain things. Ignorance just means you are unknowing. <clears throat> but if you are a fool, you have the knowledge, you just refuse to use it. And so if I have the word of God, 
and I'm trying to make my way to heaven, and I want to use everything else except for what has been provided for me, then I become like a foolish person. If I try to go outside of the boundaries, then I'm being foolish. So we have to stay within the confinements here. When it comes to our salvation, he's given us everything that we need, and it is found in here. But see, man tries to go outside of the boundaries, even looking and seeking for salvation outside of what the Bible says. When Acts 4 and 12 tells us where it is, man is still seeking somewhere else. And so that's why my question once again is, are you saved or are you just playing church? You can can turn on YouTube this morning and you can see everything going on except for true worship of God. You can see praise dancers flipping around, doing everything that they can do to entertain you. You have sermons being delivered without even recognizing or going back and referring to the word of God. You have people standing here saying, well, in my opinion, your opinion does not stack up against the word of God. So are you playing church? Preachers in some other places have far too much power than they need. If you're going to have a congregation, you ought to have leadership. People need someone to hold them accountable outside of God. I heard some people say when I'm at work talking to them, well, my preacher says I can't do this. What does the word of God say? Sometimes we're just playing games. One of the main points when we go back to the book of of Matthew, when we back up a couple chapters, when Jesus was giving his sermon on the mound, the question that comes to mind, it comes to mind here is, 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 is really true salvation. And when we go through that, he, he kind of outlines the characteristics of what a Christian needs to look like. And we got to be careful even when I say what it looks like. Because when I say what it looks like, then the term hypocritical can come to mind. You see, we can put on a good show for an hour and a half. And then we go back to our regularly scheduled program. We can break in here in times of emergencies. But after the threat is gone, we flip back on the game. And we continue to play those games. But as Jesus was, 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 was wrapping up the sermon, he, he kind of gives a final call or, 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 or he gives an all aboard that we cannot miss. 
And the final call is this. Are you saved? Or are we just playing games? Because, see, we can deceive ourselves. Satan will let you convince yourself that what you are doing is okay. Are you okay? You can just do a little bit of what the Bible says, and he'll be pleased with you. You'll be all right. I got you. And that's the problem. He still got a lot of us that are playing the game. See, sometimes we don't give Satan enough credit. See, Satan does his homework on us, but we don't do ours on him. We should never go to war without knowing something about the enemy. But he says now, do you know Jesus? Now here's the key. Or do you just know of him? It's a vast difference. And that difference can make all the difference in where you spend an eternity. If we ask somebody, have you heard of, yeah, I've heard of Jesus, but do you know him? Is he your personal savior? I know President Obama when I see him. I know a whole bunch of people by sight. But that's just it. There is no intimate relationship, and that's what's needed if we're going to make heaven our home. You can play games all day long, but when you look at those participants, they don't have a relationship with Christ Jesus. As a child of God, church, we, we can't make it without a relationship. And that relationship needs to be an intimate relationship. See, church, we only get one life to get this thing right. And then we got to spend an eternity somewhere. So we cannot afford to get it wrong. And I'm going to pause because I want you to think about that. Last week, we had a funeral here. And I told them, there is nothing I can say or do to change her condition. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put that deceased person in. So when they roll you up here, that's it. And they laugh when I said this. I said, when your day comes, you're going to get a one-way ticket to one or two places. Transportation will be provided. I won't get that until you're going home. But you're going to get a one-way ticket somewhere, one or two places, and you don't have to worry about how you're going to get there because they'll come and get you. This is for real, church. It's too serious for us to be playing. And so as we look at these three verses, Jesus is saying here, now, there are going to be some people who have professed to be believers. 
There's going to be some people who have done works in my name. Even done some miracles and, and even cast out some demons in my name. And they're going to assume that they are right. But when the day of judgment comes, when they're trying to hustle and get in, hold up. I never knew you. But, 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 but didn't we? Yeah, you did. But your motives. We're wrong. People are going to think that they are saved, but they have been deceiving themselves. Now, I'm not making a judgment call. I'm not trying to judge anyone. Because that's not my job. That's God's job. But what I can do and what you can do is observe the way a person lives their life. And you can make some discernments. Mm -hmm. Now, this is where the rubber hits the road. I can say I love brother or sister so-and-so and see them living a life of error and walk on by. But if I love my brother, then I'm going to say, hey, bro, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm coming to you in love. You know, some of the things that you're doing are contrary to the word of God. And we're going to have to give an account for that. Now, what I shouldn't do is, Brother Bale, you know good and well as an elder. That's not coming in love. Now, see, if I walk on by, and I can say, I don't see the teardrops in your eyes. But if I walk on by and I know that you are in error, how can I say I love you? I'm playing games. I'm being hypocritical. Because if I loved you, I would be concerned about you. House catches on fire. The rest of my family is in the inside. I'm on the outside and I'm yelling in, I love you. Get low. It's going to be a lot hotter than hell, church. If somebody said stop, drop, and roll, it won't work. Because every time you stop, drop, and roll, and you get up, it's still going to be there. So we need to stop playing games, church, and ask ourselves daily, am I saved or am I just playing church? Because, see, saying it, just ain't enough. Amen. You to think about that. Saying that, church, is just not enough. Because he says, now, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter in. So me, me giving lip service to Jesus is not going to guarantee my salvation. I'm going to have to do some other things. Now, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10 says, now, if we confess with our mouth, but now confession is good. But if I don't have a change of heart, then I should have change for concern, church. I can tell you I love you, but if my actions don't show that, 
that I'm playing. Game. Words is just is just not enough. Because in order for me to have that true faith, the Bible says now, works and faith are going to kind of have to go hand in hand. Works and faith. Faith and works. That and connects those two things together. You can't go somewhere and say, well, now I'm introducing brother and sister so-and-so. And they come in at different times. These things are going to have to go hand in hand. And I hope that that little analogy makes a little bit more sense. One of Brother Gill's favorite verses is James chapter 1 and verse 22. And it says what? But be you doer of the word. Not just hearers only. Because if I'm not doing anything and I'm just hearing, then I am deceiving myself. Don't just be hearers. Be doers. You know how husbands do. Wife can yell from the other room. Hey, honey, can you go do this? Did you go? I heard you. Why aren't you moving? I said I heard you. I didn't say I was going to do it. But see, here it says I need to be hearers and I need to be doers so I won't be deceiving myself. Romans chapter 2, verse 13 says, Now, for it is not the hearers of the law who are the righteous before God, but the doers of the law that are going to be justified. So in order for us to be justified, we got to be doing some doing. And that's the problem sometimes. We don't have enough doers doing the doing. Doing even may not be enough if your intentions are not right. Where are you going, Daddy? I, I, I got to go out there to Lawrence Avenue because if I don't go, they're going to call me. Instead of me telling a lie, I tell them I, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm just going to go ahead and go. If that's your case, then you may as well stay where you are, where you're at. But now, he says, now, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did, did, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out these demons in your name? And we did mighty works in your name. Now, on the outside, on the surface, you would think that these are the good guys. But actually... They were doing some things, but their motives, their intentions were not right. See, they were only doing these things for what they could get out of it. Understand what I'm saying? I'm on a, you know what, uh, Brother Bobby, can I get $5? Yeah, but I need 10 back. <laughs> you need 10 back? Yeah. 
Because if I'm going to give you something, I got to get something in return. What, you don't, you don't want the fire? So you most don't need it. And see, and, and, and that's how we treat each other sometimes. But now, on the surface here once again, you would think that these are good people. Now, this is when I'm going to see some, some faces kind of turn up the wrong way. <clears throat> these people that were doing these things in his name, we got some people that stand right up here in the Lord's name and do the same thing. I'm doing this in the name of. That's why I'm doing this. But the Bible says now it's going to put them in the category of being a ravenous wolf. They've come to these congregations in sheep's clothing. But they're not moving forward the cause of Christ. Amen. You've got some people that stand in this pulpit just for the monetary value of it. <clears throat> they could care less where you spend an eternity. As long as I look good and I drive a nice car and I smell good, and you put me on a pedestal up here, then I'm doing my job. Give me a parking spot right up front. I got a first lady when I come in. Give her a spot as well. But what am I doing to move forward the cause of Christ? See, church, we're playing games. You have some ministers that are playing games. Brother Otis told me a long time ago, but stop, you need to get out and see what's going on. I've been out a couple of Lord's days. And what I've seen is disturbing. There are some things, church, going on that ought not to be so. There are some lies that are being told. It's not doctrine. It's people's opinion. You've got women in the pulpit. You've got leadership saying, well, I don't see anything wrong with it. And like I said before, that's the problem. You shouldn't be looking at things through your eye. You should be looking at them according to the word of God. Baptism is no longer essential. That's what they're teaching, church. So once you migrate away from here and you see what's going on, even though the name outside may say Church of Christ, it is not. They're playing, church. And here's the sad part about it. You need to know for yourself. And you can't do that if you don't study for yourself. Well, the preacher said, what did God say? You've got some preachers that are playing God. But if you don't know, 
you think it's true. I wish we could go back when everything get back to where it used to be, <laughs> that the ministers could put their sermons in a bulletin. So that when you got here, you know what the topic was. You could read up on that. You could have done it if the Bereans do. And I've, I, I've searched the scriptures books, Bobby. I'm right here with you. So maybe we can incorporate that when things get back to, to normalcy. But see, church, we got to be careful. There are some things that are seeping in to the body of Christ. And we can say, and what happens is, oh, it's just a little bit. It's just a little bit that we're going to incorporate. Because, you know, uh, so-and-so over here, I mean, they had, they had a good turnout last week. And I think if we just take a little bit of what they do over here and incorporate it, then maybe we can have a good turnout as well. Let Satan get his foot in there. And the next thing before you know, he's going to be all the way in there. You come in here when you pull up in the parking lot. Boom, 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 boom. And you might have Brother Moore up here on his bass playing. And, and then we're playing church. And so, as we get into this, Brother Ernest, can you get uh, <coughs> Philippians chapter 1, verse 15 through 17? Philippians chapter 1. Some indeed preach Christ, mm -hmm. even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. Mm -hmm. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, <coughs> Supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. Okay. Now you guys remember Judas, right? On the outside, hmm. you met Judas on the street. He's, he's a good guy. He's a follower of Christ. He's always hanging out with Christ. But when you look at how Judas ended up, then you have to go back and look at the old adage. You know, what's always on the outside is not what's on the inside. You can put that boiled egg in the hot water, but until you crack that thing open, you don't know whether it's fully cooked or not. So we can't always go by what's on the outside because people are going to only let you see what they want you to see. Now, you remember the Pharisees? They dabbled in the law. But Christ says, you're not doing the things that you need to be doing. And so I threw the Pharisees in there because church, <clears throat> there are some leaders within some congregations that no longer see eye to eye with the word of God. So these things just don't seep in on their, on their own. It is the elders' job to check all of that. And so elders have a, have a greater responsibility. They're going to be held to a greater responsibility because they are to lead the flock. 
You could have five years of everything coming out of this pulpit being according to the word of God. You have one Lord's Day, and you get some false doctrine coming up out of here. It can wipe out all of those five years. Well, you know, Brother So-and-so said he got that huge congregation down here at Newton Church. So, you know, he, 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 they got to be doing something right. And that's our mentality sometimes, church, truth be told. Just because they're greater in numbers doesn't mean that it's right. You heard me say a million times, I'd much rather go to heaven with 10 than go to hell with 1,000. So we've got some congregations and some leaders playing games as well. So you could say Lawrence Avenue was old-fashioned. So was the Bible. <laughs> and we were told, well, don't add or don't take away. So if I do that, I'm within the confinements of what the word of God says. Well, you know, Paul, I mean, Timothy said once again, now, they'll have the appearance of godliness. Just the appearance. But now it says, now, <clears throat> they were doing miracles. And they were casting out demons. They, surely they can't be faking this part, can they? So when we look at Mark chapter 9 and verse 38, Mark 9 and, and 38, John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. some church members, church, that will go over and have their palms raised. Mm. Mm -hmm. To dabble in a whole bunch of stuff that we consider to be black magic. Mm -hmm. They read the horoscopes. They believe those horoscopes. And we got to be careful here and we got to understand. Now Satan is the ruler of this world. Satan does have limited power. Now, <clears throat> if my neighbor tells me, hey, Buzzfeed, why don't you go down there? You know, it's, it's a lady over there, man. She, you know, she can read your palms, tell you what's going to happen. So I go down there, and I say, you know, can you read my palms and tell me you know, who's going to win the final four? UConn. UConn wins. Oh, my goodness. Next week? So now, Satan has some powers. Satan can put some things in place where he can deceive you into thinking that, hey, this is what it really is. This is where you need to be. But there's no crystal ball. There's no palm reader that can outdo God. So if you're scampering over there to get your palms read, if you're scampering over there on Nolensville Rose, I don't know if it's still there or not, but it used to be one there. For somebody to tell you what the future is, God already knows what it is, church. We're playing 
game. But here's the key. If anybody claims to be doing things in the name of Christ and they don't know Christ, then where's that power coming from? You can answer. There you go. I'm going to say it again. If people have powers and are claiming to do stuff in the name of Christ and they don't know Christ, then you got to realize where it's coming from, son. And a child of God should have no business, does have no business running down there and dabbling in. I saw some people that would get their hair cut and tell Miss Barbara, I want all my hair back. Because I don't want anybody to get it and put a root on me. Mm. <laughs> and we laugh, but they live by it. It's some serious stuff going on. I was in line one day at the dollar store and the guy had a coat on saying, I missed worship service in church because I was studying black magic. <clears throat> we say it is. I remember Brother McClain said years ago, if you do not have Christ in your life, in church, you're susceptible to do anything. And you can say, well, you know, I, 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 how in the world could that person do that? You've already answered your question because they are in the world. They're in the world. But when it comes to us, we got to be careful that we are not playing games. We can come in here every Lord's Day and just go through the motions, then we're just playing church if you have no intention on doing what the word of God tells you to do then you're playing games but you can play on because the buzz are going to sound one day it'll be time out game will be over and you're going to have to give an account for everything that you've done God knows whether you're playing games or not. So check yourselves. Examine yourselves. I know you're saying, Brother Spafford, but how can I be sure? If you go back to the fifth chapter of the book of Matthew, I'm going to give you a test that you can do at home. You can do online to let you know if you are in conjunction. When you get back to Matthew chapter 5, verses 1 through 9, and, and, and here's the text. <clears throat> Do you see yourself as being hopeless if Christ had not gone to the cross? That's the first one. If you see yourself as being that way, are you humble and meek? Or do you see yourself higher than you ought to be? What is your opinion of yourself? Are you hungering for the things of God? Do you want more of God today than you had yesterday? 
I like when people say, oh, that's all y'all talk about. <laughs> There's nothing more important to talk about. You can be an addict to whatever you want to be an addict to. You can get hooked on whatever you want to get hooked on, phonics or whatever you want to, but we need to be hooked upon the word of God. Are you merciful toward others? Do you show compassion to the same people that Christ showed compassion to? See, Christ was not a respecter of people or persons. Christ felt that everyone needed to be exposed to the gospel. Are you pure in heart? Are you a peacemaker? And I'm not talking about when you got your nine millimeter and you got your six shooter on you. Do you make more peace than you cause division? Are you being persecuted? For the cause of Christ. If you can answer yes to these questions, church, then you're on track. And the thing about staying on track is if you stay on track according to the word of God, then you can have blessed assurance. If you stay on track, then you can be assured of making heaven your home. And so my intent with this sermon was not to cause you to, to really unnecessarily question whether you have salvation or not. But it was to get you to, to focus in on the importance of that salvation. Because it is truly, it's important. Because if you're not concerned where, where you're going to spend an eternity, then you're still playing games as well. But if you're here this morning <clears throat> and you've gotten off track and you are concerned whether or not your salvation is at risk, there are some things that you need to ask forgiveness of. And we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. But above all, if you are here and you are not a member of the body of Christ, then you don't have that salvation. You are not on the track of making heaven your home. But you can accept Christ as your personal Savior. You can do that by following God's plan of salvation, where you simply have to hear the word. And once you hear it, believe what it is that you have heard. Repent of your sins. Confess that Christ is the son of the true and living God. Be baptized in this watery grave of baptism for the remission of those sins. And then the Revelation writer says, you have to live faithful unto death. So as we close, ask yourself, am I saved? Or am I just playing church? And as you examine yourself, and we ask you to come, continue to examine yourself, not against the person seated next to you, but see if you match up with what the word of God says. And if not, don't be ashamed to make the necessary corrections. And I'm about to sit down when I tell you this. 
Don't worry about what others will think. Once God forgives you of that, then it's gone. And if people are still holding on to that and holding that against you, then they're playing games as well. So we're going to ask you to stand and come if you need to make the necessary arrangement. Will you come, please? Will you come, please? Victory win. There's wonderful power in the blood. We always say tomorrow's not there promised, is power, church. Will you come? Power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Do we have another this morning? Would you be free? From your past, once again, examine yourself pride. according There's to the word of God. power in the blood, power in the blood. Come for a cleansing to Calvary's side. There's wonderful power in the blood. If not, you may be seated. There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power. Power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you be whiter, much whiter than snow? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Sin stains are lost in this life-giving flow. There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power. Power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. Would you do service for Jesus, your King? There's power in the blood, power in the blood. Would you live daily his praises to sing? There's wonderful power in the blood. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the precious blood of the Lamb. I want to leave you with this, church. The Bible says Christ is going to come back like a thief in the night. Now, you remember last Friday they had been forecasting and predicting the storm was coming and the storm was going to do this. And they have early warning systems. The sirens go off and they're telling you to get into your place of safety. Well, see, when Christ gets ready to come back, no one's going to be on TV saying, Christ is about to come back. There are going to be no early warning signs going off saying, Christ is coming. So what you need to do is make sure you're within your safe zone now. So check yourself and make sure that you are within your safe zone now. So if you leave here and you know that you've got some sin still weighing you down, 
then you too are playing Russian roulette. Thank you for listening. Again, let's church say amen. Are we saved? Are we just playing church? Are we saved? Are we just playing church? Just for a moment, stop and think. Stop and think if you were at Judgment Day and you heard the words, depart from me, I never knew. Just stop and think. You would be saying, I wished I had more time to do what was right. Now wake up and realize that right now is that time. <laughs> we got time to get it right, right now. There's no time for playing here. <laughs> now is the time. Because one day that chance is going to run out. <laughs> and we won't have a second chance. But we can get it right, right now. Whatever it is that we need to get right, whatever it is we need to work on, now is the time to actually do it. And we can do it. We can actually make it to heaven, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but I want to go. <laughs> and I got things in my life that I'm trying to straighten up. What about you? <laughs> Let's stop playing church and actually be what God would have us to be. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Brother Joseph Webster said he just wants to thank the church for their prayers on last Lord's Day. Sis, Brother, Brother Stephen McLaren, he's coming and he says, it seems no matter how good my intentions are, Satan keeps trying to pull me down by a constant attack of woe and worry and negativity. And he's asking, how can we resist? By staying within the Lord and doing what the Lord says do. You see, the Bible says that, that Satan if, will leave you if we stick close to God. Didn't say he won't come back. <laughs> but we just got to stick close to God. And God will take care of the rest. Sister Pillar is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church on behalf of her granddaughter Alicia and her daughter Yolanda. Uh, and also for herself and her family asking for the prayers of the church for strength for all of them. And also, uh, we don't want to forget Brother uh, Robert McLean and keep him in our prayers as well. Where's he at? He's here. There we go. There we go. Praise God. Glad that he is here. And we want to continue to pray for him as well, that God will continue to 
bring him back to normal hell. Yes. Now that's you talking about good to see. That's good to see right there. Praise God for that. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we are so thankful, Heavenly Father, for all that you've done for us, and we thank you, Heavenly Father, for most of all for letting our son die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Father, you've given us so many blessings, and we blessed you, blessed us with so many blessings, and we just want to say thank you. We thank you for all that you've done for us, Heavenly Father. We we can do nothing without you, Heavenly Father, and we just just want to say thank you and ask that you continue to be with us, Heavenly Father, and grant us the things in which you see we stand in need of. Father, all of these that have come to make their wishes known, we ask that you would continue to bless them as well. Help us as we try to, to help them along life's pathway and help them to help us that we may help one another. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for allowing Brother McLean to be back with us today. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have allowed him to, to make it back thus far and have a reasonable portion of health and strength. Continue to bless him and, and all others, Heavenly Father, that are dealing with illnesses. We ask that you would please bless us to easily as well and, and strengthen her, Heavenly Father, and the things in which she stands in need of. Continue to be with us all. Bless those that are in prisons and behind prison walls and even in mental institutions. Grant them the things in which they stand in need of as well. Help us, Heavenly Father, to truly be that which you would have us to be. Help us, Heavenly Father, if we are playing, help us to stop playing. For this is serious, Heavenly Father, and we ask that you would just please help us to truly be what you would have us to be, that one day we can hear that son say, well done, that good and faithful servant. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for being better to us than we are to ourselves. Thank you for loving us first. Thank you for all that you've done for us. In the name of Christ Jesus, we pray. Amen. If I have caused one foot to go astray, if I have walked in my own willful way, dear Lord, We want to thank Brother Spike for that much-needed message. Not this moment as we focus on the collection, as we focus on the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let's please notice page 950. Page 950, Lamb of God. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Your only Son, no sin to hide, but you have sinned, and from your side, to walk upon this guilty side, and to become the Lamb of God. O Lamb of God, 
sweet Lamb of God. I love the whole Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in his precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Your gift of love, they crucified. They laughed and scorned him as he died. The humble king, they named a fraud and sacrificed the Lamb of God. O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the whole Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in his precious blood, my Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. I was so lost, I should have died. But you have brought me to your side to be led by your sapphire rod and to be called a lamb of God. O Lamb of God, sweet Lamb of God, I love the holy Lamb of God. O wash me in his precious blood till I am just a Lamb of God. Amen, church. Let's pray for the offering. Most all-wise and almighty God, you've given us such a wonderful gift. You loved us to give us your son. And I pray, dear Lord, at this time that we search ourselves and give back to you a portion of what's really already yours. And I pray, Father, we give from the heart that the left hand doesn't know what the right hand is doing. They will give cheerfully and joyfully for what he has done for us. It is in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Luke 24. Upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. And they entered in, and they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed down their heads to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, 
but he is risen. Remember how he spake when he was with you and yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remember his words. And as we take the supper, we remember what was said in Matthew 26 and verse 26. And while they were yet eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, take eat, this is my body. And then he took the cup and he gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it for this is my blood of the New Testament which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth this fruit of the vine until that day I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Let's pray. Father God, omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God, creator of all things, your love is so awesome, God, that you are willing to let your son die for sinful, hard-headed, stiff-necked people like us. But you loved us enough anyway to let him die. He rose on, on Sunday morning, conqueror of death, hell, and the grave, and became the author and the finisher of our faith. And I pray that we take this communion with clean hands and pure heart, and we do what is acceptable in your sight. For as in Christ Jesus, Yeshua, your son's name, and our Savior, let the church say, Amen. Let me take up the bread. And you may take the wine. When the supper was ended, they sang a hymn and went out into the mount that was called Olives. We're thankful to see Brother McLean with us this morning. Praise to bring the service to a close. Let's please notice page 660. Let's bring the service to a close. Let's notice page 660. 660. There is a habitation. We will sing the first two verses. First two verses of page 660. All found? Let's please stand and sing. There is a habitation built by the living God for all of every nation who seek that grand abode. Oh, Zion, Zion, I long thy gaze to see. Oh, Zion, Zion, when shall I dwell in thee? A city with foundations, firm as eternal throne, no wars nor desolations shall ever move a stone. Oh, Zion, Zion, I long thy gaze to see. Oh, Zion, 
when shall I dwell in Thee? Uh, let us pray. Our most gracious Father, we come before you at this time thanking you for the opportunity that you have allowed us to come before you today and praise you. And now, Father, as we are about to leave this place, we ask you to place your loving arms around us, guide us, guard us, protect us, and help us to help others. Amen. This is the prayer that we send up before you before, by your Son, Jesus Christ, and let us all say, Amen. Amen.